Hey friends, welcome to episode 143 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. Thank you so much for stopping by and joining me today. And this is Holy Week. And I don't know if you have maybe some family traditions and things that you do this week for um, family time to recognize and reflect and remember what our Jesus did for us. Uh, It's a very solemn week, and then on Sunday, a very joyous celebration when we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. And I wonder if you have any traditions that you do during this week. Perhaps you have something special that you do on Good Friday, um, a solemn day when Jesus died on the cross for us, and maybe go to a service or just to have a silent time of prayer. Whatever we do, we want to do everything in honor to our Lord and remember what he did for us. This week's episode is special because I invite my friend Danielle Bernock back to the show. She experienced childhood trauma and neglect, and now her fierce calling is helping others overcome by the love that heals. And we're talking about the love that heals. And what a great week to be talking about that. So friend, you're going to love what Danielle has to share. It's going to encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Danielle Bernock. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Welcome back. Today, I'm really excited to welcome back my friend, Danielle Bernock. She is an amazing award-winning author, a speaker. She does so much for others in the area of learning about what trauma means and what it is. She is the lady on the internet that loves you. And that blesses my heart every day. She has a popular podcast, Victorious Souls. And I want to just start this conversation. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be much different than the one which actually Danielle reminded me it was episode seven because I forgot which episode it was episode seven um, with her and I'll put that in the show notes so you can listen to our first conversation but I want to welcome you back to the show Danielle it's so great to have you back on the show oh thanks for having me again Doris I'm really excited because so much has happened since then I think that was seven so that was the beginning of your podcast yeah. too mm-hmm. how, how far along in your podcast are you yeah well up in the 140s so heading toward 150. So making way to 200, (laughs) you know, so it's kind of up there. So yeah, it's been a while and yeah, so a lot of things have happened. You know, I, I always follow along with what's going on with you and everything and, and it's just really exciting to see, but I love, 
you're you're like effervescent. You know, it's just this joy that exudes from you. And when I see that photo come through on my social media of you and where it says, good morning, I love you. I mean, that's powerful stuff. I really love that so much. And I know so many other people do. So I would love if you would share some of the new things that are going on with you, maybe a little bit about about your backstory, just to kind of get us up to speed and then where you're taking action now, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Oh, yes. I have changed so much since that first episode. I was very timid back then. It was at the beginning of my promotional kind of journey because I published my first book, Emerging with Wings, and I got a blog. We met each other through Tribe Writers, started blogging every week, getting an email list, and talking to people in public and it was scary <laughs> doing videos and I like do it all the time and it's like I have no fear of the camera whatsoever <laughs> I'm completely different <laughs> especially th- through the pandemic because during the pandemic I made a commitment that I had no idea how much it was going to impact me <laughs> but I knew the pandemic was historic yeah. I wanted to document it in some capacity so I'm said to myself, I'm going to do a live video every day that we're doing this shelter in place thing and create a graphic every day for shelter in place. And I was counting. I imagined someone in prison, you know, writing on the wall or solitary one, two, <laughs> right. like, that's what I was Felt imagining. Like <laughs> and I had no idea how long it would be. Mm-hmm. We were in shelter in place for 70 days, seven, zero. Wow. I did a live video 70 days in a row (laughs) because I had committed to it. Talk about getting rid of your fear. Mm -hmm. What am I going to talk about today? I don't know. And it just evolved through Mm -hmm. that. One of the things that developed in me that I lean into now that I love is the genuineness, the authenticity. I make mistakes on camera all the time, Mm -hmm. trip over myself, and I leave because I'm a human you're and you who are listening you're a human you trip over yourself right. you make mistakes so you can see me do that and I don't edit it all out it's like oh she's a person <laughs> I'm a person so that's really important to me I leave all the mistakes in there except for when I have done a couple podcasts and technology has failed mm-hmm. us and we have this space so then I have to edit it to you know close the space where technology made the mistake. So yeah, so I really I love being on camera. I've developed quite a love for speaking. I love speaking in front of people. In a recent podcast interview, I I was reminded about how I said I just I have learned that I love to talk. (laughs) I didn't used to be that way. And I have learned why I didn't and why I do, because I'm healed of that fear and that anxiety and that angst. Because I had trauma associated with speaking. My very first trauma was when I was six years old, the one that was specific with the experience. Because I had childhood emotional neglect, which is a completely different kind of trauma. That laid the groundwork for all the other ones. But I was six years old, and my teacher stuck tape over my mouth and made me read in front of everybody in reading group. So Mm -hmm. that was a public reading thing, and it it affected my ability to speak up for myself. Mm-hmm. 
really turned me inside of myself in certain ways, but I was still playing musical instruments. I was still in the choir until sixth grade when I forgot my entire solo in front of the entire school. And they bullied me for that. And then I dropped out of all that stuff. I didn't do that anymore. Yeah. And that's when the fear of being in front of people really went underground. And I didn't understand that that was a thing. I took speech in class in high school still had the nervousness of everybody else. So thought it was just like everybody else, but then God healed me of it. And the whole thing of the music, when we moved to Arizona for a little bit, and I just shared this story with uh, another person recently about how the pastor at this church we were going to, we were new at this church and I have behind him, it was during worship and I'm singing and he turns around and he sticks his finger in my face (laughs) And he tells me, go talk to David, who is the worship leader, and tell him, you, pastor said, you have to be on the worship team. And having grown up with authoritarianism and not really having a good grasp on my own choice and how to rule over myself, I'm like, yes, sir, inside. Mm-hmm. So I went and did that. But through that, being on the worship team and then being triggered while well, during a practice, which identified, it, took me right back to that six-year-old self. It was through that whole process that God healed me of that because I loved being up there. I do. I love leading people in worship. I I love encouraging people. And I've learned how much people need that encouragement. They need that love. You mentioned the lady on the Internet. Mm -hmm. That started right before the pandemic because you could feel the fear in the air, even before it came to America, when it was just going on over in China and wherever the other places it was at, you could feel that foreboding fear in the air. It's like it was tangible. And so I would show up and, you know, just try, I wanted to encourage people. I wanted to come against that fear. And the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. So I'm I'm bringing love. I'm bringing love. It's always been my message when we met the first time I talked about that, because love is the core of we need yeah. God is love. And I just started coming on the, the videos and saying, I'm 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 here to tell you I love you and I want you to know you're loved. And so I'm that lady who says this and bold into no, I'm that lady on the internet who loves you. And I just owned it. Yes. And I've ran with it since then. And my love for for the people I speak to just grows more and more and more mm-hmm. because I know how much. It touches people's hearts. I have people say, I come and listen to your lives just to hear you tell me that you love me. Yes. I'm like, that's powerful. That's really, mm-hmm. you come just to hear that. And when I hear this, I realize how powerful it is and how big of a need people need to hear that. And there is so much trauma in the world. 75% of America statistics say are traumatized. Wow. are traumatized, which is different than 100% of us have been subjected to what is called a trauma exposure, which is an experience, a situation, an opportunity, which sounds like a good thing, an opportunity (laughs) to become traumatized because trauma isn't the thing. Trauma isn't the thing that happened. We all went through a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. Everyone is, was exposed to the opportunity for that to traumatize them. Mm-hmm. But trauma is what happens inside a person. It's what happens in the brain. It's what happens in the body. It's what happens in the soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. 
and how it affects your spiritual life. Trauma is the effect of, of what took place of a person when they were overwhelmed by thing that happened to them. And so I am on a mission to bring my message of love and what trauma really is and how love will heal it to a million people. I've been working on it for a while. I have, I'm charting it. I'm counting it. My aim is for my next birthday, which is only a few months away now, but I'm over 700,000. Wow. <laughs> and who I, how many people I have reached mm -hmm. so far in all of the things that I do. So that's, that's my mission to reach people with that. And one of the ways I'm doing that now, because you said, what am I doing mm -hmm. now? I have a workshop called Trauma Informed Self that I am hosting in different community places where I live locally in person. I have done workshops online, but I love doing the in-person things. And I'm reaching out to churches to do them in the churches because people don't know what trauma is. They think it's the pandemic. They think it's war. They think it's a tsunami. They think it's a school shooting. Those are trauma exposures. Those are catastrophes. Those are awful things. Trauma is the residual thing that's left behind. Two people can go through the exact same situation. They'll come out completely different. And that's where people go, well, it wasn't as bad as that. Well, it doesn't matter. How did it affect you? Right. Like the quote from my book, Emerging with Wings, trauma is personal. That was such a revelation to me. And it doesn't go away if you invalidate it or you dismiss it or you shove it away or you deny it. It doesn't go away. It goes underground. And if you let it come up and then shove it down, it gets worse. It makes people sick. Trauma kills people and people don't realize that. So I am on a mission to help educate people so they can live, so they can thrive, so they can tap into what I call their God-given greatness, because I believe there's greatness in everyone. Mm. I said, wow, a lot during that whole thing you were talking about. And I really just went off, didn't yeah, I? Well, it. It just it just flowed because it's such an important, powerful subject, and I know that you are passionate about that and getting the truth out and getting into the light. Like all these people that you've been counting to hear these messages and everything, that is really important. And that quote that you said in the book, "Trauma is personal," that has hit people a lot, hasn't it? That really has resonated. Yeah, yeah that quote has gone viral. And that's part of what has catapulted me into what I'm doing, was witnessing that, how it resonated with people. It's in brochures for organizations. It's in PowerPoint presentations for organizations. It's in multiple books. People contact me. Can I put your quote in my book? Mm -hmm. I am on a, some sort of a thing. I forgot what it's called, a giga alert. I don't remember oh, yeah. even how I found that, but I will get emails where they find certain things that I sign up for. They'll let me know where it's found on the internet. I get emails all the day, all day, all the time <laughs> with where that quote is found. Yeah. And, and I get, you know, quotes about this and articles about this. And actually one of my coaching clients came to me by finding that quote in an article that God led them to read. Wow. Yeah. I love that. So it's like the Google alerts, right? That tells where yes. these things have shown up or where your name was mentioned or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it is a powerful statement. It's simple, but powerful. 
And sometimes mm-hmm. we make things too complicated, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love, because on, on your website, too, your tagline is connecting people to the love that heals. And that's been your heart from the beginning, right? Right. That was the tagline on my website back when we were in Tribewriters. But then I changed it for a while mm-hmm. because I was struggling with many things, mm-hmm. like trying to find out how to convey my message to people in an effective way. I want to reach people who are in the church, but I want to reach people who are not in the church as well. So I didn't want to be too Christianese out there. So people are like, I'm not listening to you. And so I changed it for a while because it was about self-love too. I hated myself. Trauma strips a person of their sense of self and their sense of value. I hated myself. I loathed myself. That's why I have that little course on my website, Seven Day Challenge to Love Yourself, because we need to love ourselves. Jesus said to love one another like you love yourself. Well, if you hate yourself, loving others is really quite the challenge. (laughs) For sure. But I have the tagline, love yourself from survive to thrive. Mm -hmm. Because surviving is good. I survived multiple childhood traumas. Mm-hmm. And surviving is good. There's nothing wrong with surviving. But God wants more for us. Yeah. Jesus said, I came to give you life and that abundantly. He said, in the world, you'll have tribulation. Yeah, we'll have trouble. But he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He wants us to overcome. He wants us to thrive. He wants us to have that abundant life. That's something he wants us to have. So that was appropriate for that season. Mm-hmm. And I still use that all the time. I still say to love yourself from survive to thrive. I'm not going to lose that. Mm -hmm. But I just circled back to some recently connecting you to the love that heals because I think we need them both. And I just, I want to give people all the things. I want them to get love in every way that I can come up with giving to them because we need it so desperately. Mm -hmm. We need love more than we need to breathe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And when you were talking earlier about how so many people want to, listen to you speak because they need to hear you say that you love them or or they it's like it like blesses them it makes them really believe it because it's really true when I see it mm-hmm. you know like some people might do that and it'd be like well that's not real they don't even know me but to you it's different it's there's something different about it that it really feels I mean and I do know you and I love you and I and you love me because you told me um, on the internet, <laughs> but but it's really very genuine. So I think that's what people need too. They're looking for genuine people, like you said. You don't edit things sometimes, and you know. And I've kind of got gotten a little better about trying to edit stuff because it is more human to be real, <laughs> and yeah. you know people can relate to that better than nothing's perfect you know, even if we try to make it that way, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so it has been powerful. And I know you've had a lot of other opportunities, right? Like, tell us a little bit about the opportunity that you received through Kroger. How did that happen? And how's that going? I stumbled upon that someone, I, someone I know from, I was a part of this am a part of the group igniting souls. And she worked there for a while. She was in the program and she did a live on Facebook and I watched it. She had the gentleman who's the president of the program. I ended up talking to him on the phone and asking him a million questions. It's a wonderful program. It's a vendor program. It's in about nine states now, I Mm -hmm. think. You have to submit your book for approval. 
for to be in there and how it works is there's an annual membership which pays for liability insurance that Grover requires. And then there's a one-time fee for each of your ISBNs. You don't have to do all your books. You can do one, you can do two, you can do as many as you want. And that puts your book into the system. So you set up, there's certain parameters, your table has to be a certain size and all that stuff. And you schedule whenever you want to go to whatever store is in the program. It's in Arizona. So it's also in Fry's and um, King Supers in Colorado. So it's not just Kroger, but it's the subsidiaries of that and associates with that. And it's anywhere that Ray can get it, actually. So because <laughs> he is really passionate about this program of helping independent authors. It's for independent authors, self-published authors or hybrid publishing authors could do it also, but traditional published authors, I don't believe they can mm -hmm. because their publishers won't let them. Oh, right. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Yeah. I'm not, don't quote me on that, but you'd have to find out about that. And you you set up when you're going to go, how long you're going to be there. I mean, you are in control of the entire thing and you get a certain percentage. You sign the books at the store and the people take it to the checkout to pay for it. Oh. So I don't have to think about sales tax. Kroger takes care of nice. that. So, and I can go to any of these other states and do that. I, I love it. I really enjoy it so much because I'm meeting people in real life, people I would never meet otherwise, because not everyone is online. I'm on Facebook and a bunch of socials, but not everyone is there, even though we can feel like they are, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I get to meet people I would never meet otherwise. Sometimes I get to just have conversations with people and encourage them because my books aren't the kind of books they read. They read fiction. I write nonfiction. You know, they like this kind of book. That's not what I write or they buy it for their mom or they buy it for their granddaughter. I had one lady buy it for her granddaughter and then she posted it on Instagram thanking her grandmother and me for the book. Oh, I saw you post that. That was really cool. Yeah. I love that. And, and it's just, just so you, that you can meet all these different people in the grocery store mm -hmm. and nobody yeah. really had a clue when they thought, Oh, I got to go to the store. I'm out of bread or something, you know, and then there's Danielle <laughs> and then they're going to see the, these amazing books that can, you know, can literally change their, their life really. And mm -hmm. all the photos that you take with the different people you've met, those have been really sweet to see and it's just precious, but I love the program. I think it's fantastic because you really don't think of those things happening in your grocery store. I mean, you think of, okay, maybe the ladies at the end with these little samples of like these little new sausages they want you to try or something, but this is much better. This is like food for the soul, mm -hmm. which is much yeah. better for them. So I love that so much. So tell us what, oh. It's cool when I have some people, few people come up and they're just like, so excited because I've never met an author before. <laughs> and I forget that yeah. it's a thing because I've been this for a while. So I'm just used to it. It's just every day for me now. Yeah. And one lady's like, can I get a picture of you with my daughter? This is a real author. <laughs> Whatever you want. That's so cute. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, so that that's been really cool going on and you have some other things happening. So what are you currently working on? the workshops and also I want to do more speaking. I've done speaking at some events and churches and I really 
I really enjoy doing that, meeting with the people afterwards. I, I love doing that. I'd love to do much more speaking. Yeah. I think it was so important to earlier how you were sharing that you were this outgoing child, right? And then these things happened that caused you to be inward more. And now mm-hmm. you are back kind of out there speaking. You love to talk. It's who you are, you know? And so um, it, I think it's important for someone who's listening right now to hear that because they might be walking along like on a parallel path that's really not who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. Because of maybe, like you were saying, some of the, the events that happened to them and and that mm-hmm. how they experienced trauma personally. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that, that would be important for them to check out, you know, what you have and to connect with you. And that would be really important. So I think, I think it is because it, it's something that you rediscovered, right? That you love to talk to people. Yeah. And yeah, you know, and there was fear before, but that's one of the side effects. Trauma leaves side effects. That's how you can find out that it's affecting you mm-hmm. is by leaves behind. I call them side effects, or you can call them symptoms. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is a pervasive fear. And one is shame. Yeah. And these things keep people from doing God gives them something to do. And they have this recoil mm-hmm. inside them. And if someone has this excessive recoil inside of them, I, I if you're listening and you have that and you feel like God wants you to do this, but you just you just can't seem to bring yourself to do it, I want to encourage you to look into seeing if maybe you have trauma in there and that is why. And if you can get to the bottom of that, you can get rid of that. You can have joy in doing what God has called you to do. Yeah. So what are some good, helpful, like practical steps that people can take if they recognize that that might be going on? Well, they need to address it. They need to confront it. Uh, They need to decide how deep of a thing. Maybe they need counseling. I went into counseling to write my first book. Or maybe they're like, well, I know this is tripping me up, but I want to go forward and I just need some tools to go forward. Then maybe they need a coach. That's something I do. Coaching is forward focused. Counseling is we got to sit in the back for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they need to read a book or maybe take a course There are so many tools available. And one of the things that I do that my company, 4F Media, does, I finally figured out how to verbalize it, is I am breaking the barriers to recovery and opening people's eyes to what emotional trauma really is. Mm -hmm. And I take science and psychology and faith Mm -hmm. because many times I couldn't find it when I was looking for it. I could find faith. Mm Or I could find psychology and science. Mm-hmm. And it seems that many people in the church are afraid of the science and the psychology because it's worldly and it's going to trip you up. And yeah. people get this Freudian big and all that. deer in the headlights yeah. thing with that. Mm-hmm. I needed both and I couldn't find both together. Yeah. I put both together because we need both. God created our brain. God created our body. He created science. Mm-hmm. And psychology is, you know, the science of how all of that works. And God created that. So if we do that with our faith, we're just using the tools God has given yeah. us. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. I mean, in my in my degree, it was Christian counseling and psychology and business. But so those things like mesh together. So I, 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I can see that. And it was, you know, learning from a, a biblical worldview, a biblical perspective. And just as you said, God created our bodies. And, you know, I think that sometimes people will take that word psychology and just connect it to things that they know, like, you know, something worldly, like you said. But I think that's what happens sometimes to the things that God creates. People want to stick labels on it or twist it into something that isn't what it was meant to be in the first place. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, so thankful that you're bringing that to light. And there needs to be, you know, more conversations about it. And you are breaking mm-hmm. the barriers, which that is really a powerful thing um, for, for your calling. That is a fierce calling that you have. And so I would love if you would share how the listener can connect with you and find out all about your wonderful courses and grab your books. And perhaps if they would like to talk to you more about having you come and speak somewhere. Everything is available at my website, which is daniellebernock.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, B like boy, E-R-N-O-C-K.com. You can access my podcast there, my courses there, my speaking there. I have a page on there, which under the speaking tab is media, and I have Links to multiple podcast interviews I've done, speaking events I've done. So you can see me in action. You can hear some of those things right at my website. I have my coaching tab, my courses. Everything can be accessed through my website, even all my socials. Everything is there. One-stop shop, even though I do have another website, Victoria Souls. But I have both of them, but it'll myname.com, daniellebernack.com. Nice. I love the one-stop shop thing. And you have a beautiful website. The colors are amazing. I was kind of commenting before we started recording how the backgrounds just enhance because you have a beautiful red hair, you know, color and everything. It just, everything just matches. And I love blue and, you know, that kind of thing. So, so it's a beautiful website to check out. And yeah, so just touch to before we sign off on your podcast, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's Victoria Souls podcast. It has uh, releases two to four times a week. It's somewhat random. I'm not committed to every Monday or every Wednesday. I said that from the beginning. I was told at the beginning, whatever you start with, stick with, and they'll be used to it. So it's random. This year, I'm doing slightly different focus. I have two kinds of episodes I did before and still do. I have short little episodes, which are five to 10 minutes long, something like that, which are encouraging things, teaching things about how to overcome, how to be victorious, just to make you feel better or help you have some tools to live your life, short encouragement things. Then the other ones are interviews of people all around the world and their stories of what they have overcome, how they've gone from survive to thrive, how they have become a victorious soul. They have been through something hard or trauma, and they have gotten the victory in some capacity. And so I share those stories from people, all different countries. I love doing it so much. Mm -hmm. And a little bit different angle I'm doing this year is this year I'm focusing on believers. Mm -hmm. I'm interviewing believers this year, wanting to share faith, and how either their faith struggles or how their faith carried them through that. So I wanted to be focusing on believers over this next season three. Nice. So 
yeah, it's a great time to check it out and subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. And I love how you were saying that it's random, but that's what people know. And if anybody's out there and thinking they might want to start a podcast and think, oh, you've got to do it once a week on this day, or there's not a rhyme or reason. It's like whatever you're led to do. And as long as you let your audience know and they know what it's about, you know, and how, how you work it out. And if you even miss a week and you just go, Hey, you know, I'm going to take a break or whatever, you know, it's fine. It's fine to do that. And I love, Mm -hmm. I love the randomness of it because sometimes it's a super great surprise, you know, when, when it comes out on a day that you need it, because I feel like that is also spirit led because it's like when it comes out is when it's probably supposed to come out. So So that's cool. So great. Well, thank you so much for being back on the show, my friend. It's been wonderful talking with you and reconnecting with you and hearing all the updates on what's happening. And I know that it encouraged the listeners today. And I would encourage them to check out your website. And I'll have all the links in the show notes so they can find you. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Danielle. Well, I hope to have you on again, too, sometime in the future. And we'll kind of catch up on where things are with you and and what else that you are doing as you're walking in your fierce calling. Oh, wonderful. And for you for listening, I love you. Oh, there you go. Don't miss Danielle. Go follow her and you will be blessed every day. (laughs) All right, friend, will you take care and God bless you and we will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening today and hope that you were encouraged and blessed by this episode. We really talked about the importance of love and finding that love that heals. And we've been entrusted and humbled and honored to have this gospel of Jesus that we can share with others so that they can also find the love that heals. And it was really powerful to me how Danielle was talking about how people listen to her just to hear her say that they love them. There's so many people who don't know what love really is or have not experienced that love yet. And we can introduce them to Jesus and we can love them well. And as Danielle said, love ourselves and our neighbors. And I love the quote where she said, I wanted to encourage people. I wanted to come against that fear. There's so much fear in the world and trauma is personal. And it was very eye-opening the way she explained what trauma really is. So friend, if you're experiencing that or you have experienced that in your past, please reach out for help. Danielle would love to hear from you too. And she could talk to you about that and check out her website. It'll be in the show notes at doraswift.com. So friend, this week is a special week for us as we reflect and honor our Savior. So I pray that you have a blessed Easter week, and I'll talk to you soon.